Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. everyone, welcome to Connecting the Dots. I'm Everly Isby here on Renegade Talk Radio. And today I'm starting off, I'm going to talk about Hillary and her many varied health problems. But I'm definitely going to connect some dots here that I do believe you are not aware of. Everyone's talking about Hillary right now and her condition, her collapse at the 9-11 memorial, the pneumonia story as the cause... And the speculation of a much thinner Hillary departing from her daughter Chelsea's home just a few hours later, all smiles, which is very suspicious. If she has pneumonia, why wouldn't she stay and rest at her daughter's? If you've ever had pneumonia, you know how seriously ill she purportedly is. People die from pneumonia. And yet she bops out of her daughter's place looking like nothing happened, waving and smiling to people on the street, hugging the little girl, all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm very much of a mind that it was a body double. I really am. You know, I had, uh, a long time ago, I had bronchitis. I started off with a flu and it turned into bronchitis because I was kind of ignoring things. And uh, it got so bad, I finally had to drag myself out of the house to get to a medical clinic And bronchitis is the stage just before pneumonia. I was so weak. I was so ill. I had nothing left of me. I wanted to die. And this is just bronchitis. Got to the medical clinic and I just started crying as I was sitting in the office because it was so bad. I wanted to crawl up in a fetal position on the floor. That's bronchitis, not pneumonia. So I really doubt the whole pneumonia story. I seriously doubt that's the real story. It's something else. And I'll tell you why. Now, this is back a few years now. This is back in December of 2012 when she was still Secretary of State. And there were some interesting articles articles that came out, but not, of course, in the mainstream media in the United States. Here's part of an article from the EU Times of that same time period, and this was in late December of 2012. Here I'm quoting now. A new foreign military intelligence, GRU, report Circulating in the Kremlin today is saying that United States Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was injured and a top U.S. Navy SEAL commander killed when their C-12 Huron military passenger and transport aircraft crash-landed nearly three weeks ago in the Iranian city of Avaz near the Iraqi border. This GRU report, however, states the military flight logs recorded by Russian Air and Space Forces confirm that Commander Price, and his full name actually is Commander Job W. Price, Renegade Nation, and other members of U.S. Navy SEAL Team 4 left their base in Yurazgan Province, Afghanistan, on a flight to U.S. naval support activity Bahrain, where they met up with Senator Clinton and all of them transferred to the C-12 Huron that began a flight path to Baghdad. Within minutes of leaving Bahrain airspace, this report says, the C-12 Huron carrying Secretary Clinton and her U.S. Navy SEAL protectors without notice deviated from their assigned flight path heading instead directly towards Iran's Ahwaz International Airport where... Coincidentally, Iranian President Mahmoud, however you say that, Ahmadinejad, had previously landed on an unscheduled visit. Interesting. So, 
when the C-12 Huron landed at Ahuaz, uh, this report encountered says that it encountered extreme turbulence, causing it to leave the runway, where its main landing gear then collapsed, causing it to crash. So within seconds of the C-12 Huron crashing, you know, the emergency personnel responded, and they freed the victims, including Secretary Clinton, who was reportedly unconscious and bleeding profusely. After emergency aid was given, GRU agents stationed in Iran state that another U.S. military flight was dispatched from Bahrain to Ahwaz, which evacuated all of those wounded and killed in the crash, including Secretary Clinton. I'm sure it was one of those big flying hospitals. She was seriously wounded, profusely bleeding. Okay. Now, the U.S. media reported back in December 2012, they commented about Command, Commander Price's death. And what they did was they said Joe W. Price's death is being investigated as a possible suicide as he died from what the American Defense Department describes as a non-combat-related injury. Suicide? What an ignoble way to treat the death of a dedicated commander in the Navy SEALs when such highly trained members of these elite forces are willing to sacrifice themselves for their leader or country. Why would they even mention suicide? There were also references in the media that he took part in the Osama bin Laden raid and his death. So, SEAL Team 6, which is the team that took part in that raid, referencing that Commander Price was part of that, you still have to think about the later demise of SEAL Team 6 after that what is considered a false flag event that Osama bin Laden was really not taken out back then. Because later, SEAL Team 6, in way beyond what is normal protocol and very dangerous, took part in a mission which led to all of their deaths in a terrible crash. So, it sounds like they're getting rid of inconvenient evidence, including perhaps the reason why Commander Price died supposedly of suicide in Afghanistan to cover cover where he truly was, and that was in a C-12 Huron protecting Hillary on a top-secret mission to meet with Iran's Ahmadinejad. So what did the U.S. media say during December 2012 about Hillary? Equally as curious, the U.S. media reported at that time period that Senator Clinton would return to work next week after having suffered what they describe as a nasty bout with a stomach flu and a concussion, which have kept her missing from public view the past three weeks. So, Hillary was missing in action for the majority of that month, as her diary from the Department of State clearly shows from that time period as well. At the same time, Rumors about Clinton being seriously injured while on a secret mission to Iran gathered intensity after December 21st, to which the State Department then issued a denial of her being in a plane crash. Then President Barack Obama announced the nomination of Massachusetts Senator John Kerry as the next Secretary of State. Suddenly, Clinton falls from office, and Senator John Kerry appears on the scene. Why did this woman, who appeared at almost every major international event, especially relating to the Middle East, suddenly stop public engagements and relinquish her post? You know, it's also funny is, is that at that time, press the press was telling all kinds of different stories about what Clinton was doing and where she was going, all kinds of things that just didn't match up with each other to explain her absence from the public. But it makes what makes more sense to you? 
considering her continual accidents over the years now, falling down, fainting, pneumonia, concussion, blood clot on the brain. Was she on a secret mission to meet with Mahmoud Aminajad of Iran? Can't say his name. During the crucial time period of the Iran nuclear deal that was being negotiated. I believe the GRU military intelligence reports over mainstream media's many varied versions of what was going on with Hillary. Oh, and it was also convenient for Hillary at that time, too, while she was recovering from this supposed concussion and treatment for the blood clot on her brain, led to the postponement of her testifying to Congress on the September Benghazi matter, which is another U.S. false flag event. So... Coming back to more recent time, the presidential run of these past months, those in the know, including the DNC and the moneyed interests who are dedicated to her winning the run for president, going as far as to blatantly rig the Democratic nomination process to ensure her nomination, they all know the condition she's in. They know about the plane crash and the head trauma she received, and they want her in as commander-in-chief? Really? Why is that? Did they ever think she would recover? Maybe they thought she would recover and then now she's gotten worse. Is she the only puppet willing to carry out the criminal syndicate's end game agenda towards World War III? Maybe that's why there are no good candidates that came out to run. She's their dedicated best in the criminality department. Or did they have it in their plans knowing she would not be able to take office? Mainstream media, as I said, has been disclosing Clinton's health issues in a big way, only now and discussing the myriad scandals such as her private email server and, more importantly, the Clinton Foundation's pay-to-play schemes, such as the Uranium One deal that I talked about last show. If mainstream is disclosing this, then it does appear she's going down. Who will step in if she goes out before the election? Or are they planning something else? This is the stuff of conspiracy theory big time, but it's something to keep in mind. Nothing happens by accident, folks, but it's good to follow the dots. So I'm going to take a break here. When I come back, I'm going to tell you more about our money going missing to the tune of many trillions of dollars and talk about some of the events from the G20 and after. This is Everly Isby, and I'll be right back. Do you want to launch your dream business and avoid a nightmare? Starting and growing a business can be risky. Learn from serial entrepreneur Heather Havenwood. Join her weekly on Renegade Talk Radio with her show, The Win. How to win as an entrepreneur. Business ownership can be a dream or a nightmare. Avoid the pitfalls from a veteran entrepreneur, Heather Havenwood. From bankruptcy to financial freedom. Join Heather weekly on The Win. Here on Renegade Nation. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation. Once again, this is Everly connecting the dots on Renegade Talk Radio. So, we just passed the 15th anniversary of 9-11 and Hillary's health problems in the news, but I want to draw your attention to a very recent release from the Department of Defense saying that they could not account for 6.5 trillion, that's with a T, trillion in the fiscal year of 2015. 6.5 trillion? Did you hear anything about that on the news? I sure didn't. But it brings to mind a similar announcement back 
the day before 911 on September 10th of 2001 that Donald Rumsfeld announced that 2 trillion was unaccounted for by the Pentagon. Then 9/11 happened and everyone forgot about that little tidbit of important information. Where's all the money going? The total that we now cumulatively know from the DOD itself, the Department of Defense, that amounts to 8.5 trillion just gone. Hmm? Just vanished down the black whirlpool where all stolen things go. It's where the gold went, too. <laughs> down the drain. Where's all the money going? And the $6.5 trillion this past fiscal year, the criminal syndicate that is running the U.S. is doing something, preparing for something. Smells pretty awful to me. $2 trillion just before 9-11 and now $6.5 trillion this past fiscal year. The end of this month, by the way, is also the end of 2016's fiscal year and the upcoming election. What are they going to do with that amount of stolen cash? Makes you wonder, huh? Hmm. The world, as I've connected the dots in past shows, is clearly pulling itself away from U.S. dominance and control in a very strategic way. I told you to watch the news for what would happen at the G20 the first week of September. The press spoke a lot into the way Obama was snubbed upon his arrival with no red carpet treatment as he deboarded Air Force One. Oh, poor Obama, no red carpet. Oh, it's gotta hurt, huh? Then the uh, president of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, called Obama a son of a whore. Also, Germany's Merkel opened, openly and clearly snubbed the U.S. President Obama in front of all the world's media cameras at the G20. Such snubs in front of cameras are deliberately staged messages to the world. In this case, Germany is not friends with America. So not too long after the G20, once again, President Duterte from the Philippines further strains diplomatic ties with Washington as he warns U.S. leader not to question him on extrajudicial killings. This matter because the U.S. corporate shift to Asia depended in large part part on stoking territorial disputes between China and the Philippines and other Asian countries. Instead, the Asian countries agreed with, with China to settle their territorial disputes peacefully. In other words, keep your nose out of Asia's business, United States. Mm-hmm. The Philippines president also very recently said that U.S. troops have to go from the south of his country. He blames American soldiers for inflamed tensions with the local Muslim population, saying they would, quote, never have peace with a U.S. military presence. Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte says he is opposed to U.S. soldiers being stationed in the southern Mindanao region, recalling how American troops took part in the pacification plan against Muslim Filipinos going back over a century. He said that this has caused a long period of resentment from the minority Muslim population towards the majority of Catholics in the South. Quote, as he says, for as long as we stay with America, we will never have peace in that land. That was a quote from Duterte on Monday, last Monday, as cited by the AP. So, it looks like the U.S. is continually being shown its hat by the rest of the world. The G20 demonstrated these shifts and changes in a more subtle way than I originally speculated. 
But that makes sense. I mean, you can't create great change suddenly if you want to avoid chaos and violence. But the dominoes are falling. The latest manifestation of this was an announcement by France and Germany that they're going to establish joint military headquarters as a move towards creating a pan-European army. A very clear sign that NATO is also on the way out. That's why I wonder about the missing $6.5 trillion from the Department of Defense in 2015. More criminal theft going on of our tax dollars. I'm going to include the link of that visual of the difference between $1 million, a billion, and then a trillion. Because as you visualize $6.5 trillion and how humongous that amount is, ponder what I said before about what Anna von Wright's sources were telling her that Obama is preparing to declare martial law. Here's one scenario that is purely speculative, of course. Hillary wins the election by hook or by crook with the help of her moneyed interests and the DNC and the Clinton Foundation and so on. Then before she takes office in January, her true deterioration is announced. She can't take office. The newly elected vice president can't take her place because he isn't in, he's not sworn in yet. Trump didn't win. So Obama then stays in and declares martial law in order to continue stealing our public assets and resources. They just got off with $6.5 trillion. Let the corporatocracy finish the job of owning the entire continent. It's something to consider, renegade nation. Although I don't think that that will play out. Uh, but the psychopathic agenda that this criminal syndicate that runs things here in the U.S., well, it could be their endgame plan to pull it off. I just don't think the actual powers that be will allow it. The rest of the world is also cutting off the arms of this particular octopus. Another dot to take into consideration is the tireless and ongoing work behind Anna von Wright's and the many people who are joining together to take this country back lawfully. They're also cutting off the arms of the criminal octopus and blocking their attempt to take this country down. I'll include, as always, the link to buy their ebook. You know there's a problem when dot 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 an American affidavit of probable cause. Uh, it's only three bucks. And the website that is chronicling their work at AnnaVonWrights.com. I truly hope you're going to go down that rabbit hole, Renegade Nation, because it's important stuff to be aware of. The more people who know about what they are doing, the best chance we have in sidestepping whatever this criminal syndicate is going to attempt as they're being taken down. Just think of a dragon being cornered. How does it respond? By slash, slashing his giant tail. It's a $6.5 trillion, really big tail, Renegade Nation. In the next few months, they're going to be really, really very interesting, to say the least. Okay, Renegade Nation, I'm going to take a break. This is Everly Isby on Renegade Talk Radio. When I come back, I'm going to talk about conspiracy theories. The biggies. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen, Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. I'm back. It's Everly on Connecting the Dots. And we've just passed the 15th anniversary of 9-11. There's so much about it out there. And, you know, how many conspiracy theories come out of the infamous, of that infamous moment in history? 
I still run across people who will not tolerate that it could possibly be an inside job, if you can believe that. Maybe some of you actually can't believe it was an inside job. But if you're listening to me, I kind of think you're much more awake than that. You're not the comatose people of this country and around the world. Well, not around the world, just in this country. There's so many comatose people who just cannot see reality beyond the kindergarten they live in. But if you pay attention and connect the dots, you know it was an inside job. There's no other way to look at it. Later, I'm going to introduce a scientific evidentiary look at that day that you are probably not aware of. When I came across it, I was wowed. I thought I'd heard it all until this scientist came across my attention. But first, I want to read something that came off of Jim Stone's website because it made me laugh, and it's really good to laugh, isn't it? And I want to share it with you. It's called The Wackiest 911 Conspiracy of All. Here we go. The theory goes like this. On September 11, 2001, 19 Arabs with box cutters and plastic knives conspired to board four airliners without ever showing up on the flight manifests. All four airlines were successfully hijacked by these conspiring Arabs with mere plastic knives and at most one-inch metal blades and flown by failed Cessna pilots, like experts, into three of the targets while the fourth plane hit a field and left a crater, but no debris. The attack came as a total surprise to the Air Force and NORAD, who never saw it coming, and remained blind to it all for a full hour after all the planes hit their targets, with the final target being the greatest military command headquarters in the world. NORAD suddenly could not see airplanes if their transporters were, transponders were switched off, thus proving that active radar is a hoax. Somehow, despite being fully rated to take a full speed impact from the similarly sized and faster flying 707, both World Trade Center towers fell into their own footprints rather than off to the side in one direction like you would expect if an airplane impact weakened one side of them. Because Arabs are magic, and Allah was with them. And out of the sympathy, while mourning for the loss of its two big brothers, World Trade Center Tower 7, which never got hit by an airplane at all, cried itself to death and fell down too. And we know this is a true story because despite never having seatback phones or any satellite uplink available, calls were made from cell phones which could not connect at speeds over 120 miles per hour because they have to arrange which tower will take the call from a moving object next and could not do that on time from the planes which were going 550 miles per hour. But we know it worked anyway. So there you have it, the official story, the wackiest 911 conspiracy of them all. That's funny stuff. And folks, people still believe that shit. <sighs> man, oh man, oh man. No, not us, not everybody listening here, not you, Renegade Nation. I don't think that about you. And if you do believe that it wasn't an inside job, well... Maybe you're listening to learn something. I hope that's true. Stay in tune here. 
So now I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Judy Wood. I've left a link to her site, which has lots of evidence done by her. I haven't looked at her site for some time, but she is a chemical engineer, I believe, well-credentialed. But I can't remember clearly because what's on this site is really interesting. She looks at the mysterious evidence of what happened to the cars and trucks parked on on the streets and even many blocks away from the Twin Towers, but that was certainly not the result of fire. I'd never seen that evidence before. She talks about the evidence which points points to new technology that was introduced that day, and it was utilized to bring the towers down that goes way beyond controlled demolition, and something else she knows is, is that, and shows with, you know, the true weather data and all that kind of stuff on her on her site. This on that day, a major hurricane was bearing towards New York City, just before the attacks. Then mysteriously changed direction, out of the blue. Check it out, Dr. Judy Wood. I got the link for you. Now, when it comes to the the uh, hurricane that I had never heard about, the hurricane bearing down on New York City on nine one one and that it changed directions. This goes into the weather modification that goes on. You know, chemtrails, harp, all that kind of stuff. They've been controlling weather for a very long time, even longer than most people realize. We're talking 40s, 50s, 60s, okay? They've got it refined now, so they could they could muster up a hurricane to create certain events a little bit far off that allowed this new technology to do something that no one had seen before. I think that's very interesting. So, Dr. Judy Wood, look her up, check my link. Okay, and let's get back to conspiracy theories. Whenever anybody says, oh, you're just a conspiracy nut, is that, the thing that comes to mind to me is the plain definition of conspiracy. And it is simply that more than one person is involved. Conspiracy theories happen all the time. If there's more than one person, it's a conspiracy, (laughs) even if it's a good one. Ah, brings to mind the myriad conspiracy theories that abounded after JFK's assassination and are still debated today. People talk about it all the time. Let's see, the 53rd anniversary of the assassination of JFK is coming up this November. Is there anyone alive today that still believes it was the lone gunman Oswald? I certainly hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised. But that's where the term conspiracy theory came from, the JFK assassination. It was one of the most successful CIA psyops for the masses when they coined that phrase, conspiracy theory and spread it across media and into people's consciousness as a way to discredit people who didn't buy into the official version of Kennedy's death of the lone assassin. And it was a very successful PSYOP indeed, because that is what a great many people's immediate response is to anyone who bucks against the system, even now, 53 years later, whether it's JFK or 911 or something else. Let's you know the power of mind control. They created a way to get the masses to police themselves, utilizing that one phrase. Happens to me all the time. 
But you know me, I'm strange, so people probably look at me with their eyes crossed and kind of go, or, or like a deer in the headlights and go, what the frick is she talking about here? That's just my life. But the JFK assassination was a coup d'etat, plain and simple, because the country started changing big time right after that in an ever-growing and sinister way. I know. I've witnessed the passage of the decades since, and so have you, Renegade Nation. Not preaching to the choir here. The second major coup d'etat for the United States was 9-1-1, of course. That created the introduction of the Patriot Act, an uncon unconstitutional behemoth of a bill that nobody read before passing it, something created long before George W. even took office. It was created during the Clinton administration and was held in the wings until they pulled off the new Pearl Harbor. Then we get past... Then, no, wait, no, excuse me, excuse my wording. We get the largest bureaucracy ever created on the planet, and that's Homeland Security, and our Bill of Rights just began falling away. The only one left is the Second Amendment. I seriously doubt they'll be able to take that one down. They're trying, though. Hmm, 6.5 trillion missing. A farcical, wacky presidential election where the Democratic nominee is seriously unwell. A rogue Republican candidate that the, even the Republicans can't stand. And the U.S. is attempting to start World War III. And don't forget that Obama may be laying out martial law because I look at that as a potential based on the source by Anna von sources, sources from Anna von Wright's. She's got some seriously good sources from the work she's been doing. She's connected all the way up to the Vatican, okay? So, you know, that's something, that's something to ponder, Renegade Nation. No, it's certainly not normal times these days. And as I've said, history plainly shows that this is seriously out of whack. What we're witnessing every day is seriously funky and weird and doesn't make sense. But we're seeing it going down every single day. It just gets weirder. Shifts and changes are definitely in the wind. I can only speculate, speculate what's going to play out here before the end of this year. Fasten your seatbelts. I'm warning you. But it's just a ride. And with that, I'm going to sign off for now. I have to tell you, I've been under, under the weather this past week. Weird symptoms that aren't anything like I've had before, which impeded my efforts to get this show up and running. But I'm feeling better today. A lot of people I know are coming down with weird shit. Know what I mean? Maybe you're aware of that too. Thanks for listening, Renegade Nation. Hope you found my information interesting. I'll be back soon with Connecting the Dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Bye!